And hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Zach and Alex back with you as always here, um, coming to you from, well, our homes. Um, we're joined today by the beautiful Gwen Stefani, as always. She she got out of the Fox yes. booth and she was like, what is the pinnacle of NASCAR media that I can really join? It's the Gay Racing Podcast. It's the only place where you can see two exactly. gay men, two out gay men, talk about racing. Um, <laughs> you never know. So, today, Alexander... We have a really cool show for um set for you guys. Um, we do. We are going to talk about the LA Clash at the Coliseum. It was it was an interesting race. We had some great racing. Um, the format was cool. Um, but we had some you know some NASCAR stuff happen in it. So we'll talk about that, of course, and then some really cool tea, Alex, about some rule changes. Um. Even some IndyCar rule changes uh, regarding the Indianapolis 500, and oh. yeah, I mean it's it's. You said it's kind of a shorter episode. I feel like we have a lot of quality stuff to talk about today. Um, I, the, the, it, I think we packed. have less topics. We have less topics than we normally do. But I think our discussions we're going to go the normal length. Yeah, I'm excited to chat about a lot of stuff in here. Especially, I'm really excited to talk about the clash. Um. Because I had a lot of a lot of feelings about yesterday's race. I mostly positive, to be honest. Mostly positive. Um, Same. And speaking of positive, just a feel good kind of moment. Martin Truex Jr. After not winning last year, even though like he had a decent season last year, just bad luck kept him from getting wins. He wins the LA Clash. Um, honestly, he was one of the good only drivers the entire night that was always up front. I feel like. Yeah. And, you know, that's really so interesting because last year he was terrible. Yeah. Just absolute terrible at this race. He had to get a provisional to make it into the main last year. Um, really cool to see him make it and win. Mm-hmm. Perhaps one of the best cars. Yeah. And not only was Truex really fast. Um, Toyota was really fast in general. Bubba Wallace was leading the race at a point. Um I'm pretty Hamlin sure too. everyone was very popular of Bubba leading, and then Hamlin, um, before Bubba spun him out, or yeah, no, he did spin him out, or knocked him out of the way. He didn't spin him out. Um, before Hamlin was oh, Hamlin was, was leading. behind Bubba, got into Bubba, and yeah. it took out. Him. Yeah, and obviously, like that's how the whole you, night was. You, yeah, to be honest. Yep. Um, Bell was kind of up there, I think, but not really a factor. Um, and then Ty Gibbs was just kind of you know chilling. Uh, Tyler Reddick, he was <laughs> he was making everybody mad. He was doing some crazy stuff going through those corners. I mean, insane. But he was Richard... doing what I do at Martinsville in the video games. Exactly. Yeah, but Richard Childress Racing, Alex. I mean, obviously this is just the clash. It's not you know, it's not indicative of what they might do at say Auto Club Las Vegas and all the other tracks we go to, but it is something to say, I think, for the confidence and the execution for not only Kyle Busch, but Austin Dillon to achieve um, to round out the podium, which Kyle Busch, now you picked Kyle Busch to win, and obviously, good pick. Kyle Busch, I have fears, and I still do have fears. I mean, Kyle Busch finished second in the Clash last year, and honestly had a rough season to be honest so this doesn't necessarily mean sure. anything but it is something to say that Kyle Busch he he is still a race car driver and he's not totally washed up and being able to do that with a brand new team I think does a lot for their confidence going into Daytona Austin Dillon's been and, on the up to be honest um so and I want to add I want to add with Kyle Busch is that he got spun by Joey Logano and he was not happy about that with Joey Logano at all yeah, and he went on serious and was like, you know, I owe him some. I don't know why he did that. But Kyle Busch got spun and went to the back of the field, and then had to drive his way back up there. Yeah, and like this, it is so hard to pass. And Kyle was passing people on the outside, which no one was doing the entire race. He what? I mean, what he got? Yeah, he got back of the field. Yeah, went back up as you said. Like that yeah. was so, so impressive. I would say this is a very strong debut for Kyle Busch at RCR. And as you said, Austin Dillon was just as strong, finished second. Yeah, like talk about the demonstration of the mental fortitude for him. I mean, that to not get, you know, totally meltdown mode like, you know, Kyle Busch has done before. 
and that's mm-hmm. really impressive from him. And it, I think, I don't know if Richard, I don't, again, not hard to tell what this means for the rest of his season, but it has to, this is, this has to be good. It has to be good. And I agree. They're going to a track where RCR finished one and two at Daytona. They finished one and two there yeah. last summer. I mean, Austin Dillon's great at plate racing. Kyle Busch is obviously, you know, he's won at Daytona a few times before. Um, I mean, they're going to be up there in the pack, obviously. They are. Like, it's, it'd be interesting to see what we say about RCR in nine months. That's all I'm saying. Because this might Very be sure. the one Very time true. that RCR, with Austin Dillon of all drivers, I think who's been kind of underrated these past few seasons. Um, I agree. I this might be a, the the dark horse team this year. This might almost almost like track mm-hmm. house, but kind of reverse because RCR has been here forever, you know. So, right. Um, and, you know, another thing, another thing is that Kyle Busch let Austin Dillon go by him late in the race because Austin had the better car to go after Truex. That's a huge sign of maturity from Kyle Busch. I yeah. know Kyle Busch is older CG, now. CGR Zimza drivers could learn from that. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that. The Ganassi cars at the Rolex 24, fighting over position, one of them was faster, but they wouldn't give in. Kyle Busch gave in and let Austin Dillon try to go for the win. It didn't happen, of course, but I think that's a positive sign. Like, it's race one, and Kyle's already, you know, letting his teammate try and go for the win. And and I know this race doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but I still think that's notable for sure. I mean, and again, going back to Truex, I, it, it's a, mo, as Larry Mack would say, momentum's a big thing in racing. And I think mm-hmm. for Kyle Busch, who had not an ideal season, for Truex, who had not an ideal season, having these performances has to be important for them, for their mental. Because um, mental is everything in competition, especially, again, with the cars being so equal now. It's it's all mental, almost all on the drivers, and yeah. if it's more on the drivers, it's even more important. As we kind of talked about with J.R. Hildebrand, the mental, be having a good mental, having a good mentality, it's so important for your performance yeah. and you know everything else. So and you know momentum is big. Joy Logano won the clash last year, won the championship. Yeah, and maybe that's just what Truex needed. It was just like a confidence booster. It's like, hey, I can still win. God, last year. Last year was rough, and yeah. he had a rough off season too. Truex did. He's been thinking about retiring. Oh, yeah, I think this could, you know, be that boost he needed. Tell like, you what, hey, I can still do this, and I can win. Coach Gibbs better be putting not job applications out because if Truex wins that championship, he is gone. There is no way he comes back. No way. And that's a great point because Joe Gibbs Racing is very shaky right now. They're probably the shakiest they've ever been. Yeah. And, you know, I think they need Truex to be strong. So yeah. I, they need that. I sure. bet. I think if Truex had no season like last year, he'd be gone too. Like I bet way. Truex will retire after this season. And then um, whoever they replace him with will drive the 18. Like they'll get rid of the 19. I can see that. So Truex that will officially sense. kill every single race team he's driven for. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> like <laughs> every single car That's he's driven has happen. died. <laughs> Kind of. That's so gonna happen. You're right. right. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Talk about another kind of feel good um story. Ryan Priest and his performance last night. Shocking. Honestly, nobody that pays attention. If you know who Ryan Priest is, if you've watched not Cup, he was races. good here in the. He was good in a Rick Ware car. Yeah, he won one of the heats last he won year. A heat right? race. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he. I mean, he dominated. Well, he led a lot of laps during that period where we couldn't get green flag runs, but. He was running up front. I believe he ran up front in his heat. It's he's Ryan Priest. He's one of those drivers where you just know he's chock full of talent. It's obvious to see that. And um again, does this mean much? We don't know. We're going into Daytona. That might not mean anything, but Ryan Priest can drive a race car. And yes. having him I think do that, fight for the lead, make some pretty cool moves. That's going to make, I know we could hear it in Tony Stewart's voice. That made him feel happy. Um, oh, yeah. And I think just having an, 
Ryan, we know Ryan Priest is talented. He deserves a ride such as Stuart Haas Racing. I hope the team can, you know, not hold him back, so to say, because I do wonder about that. We also thought Cole Custer was a really good driver. He is, just not with Mm -hmm. the setting he was in. Um, Unfortunately, he had some kind of electrical issue for, like, a little bit, and it knocked him back to, like, fifth, which darn yeah it was it was kind of bizarre he just kind of started fading at one point and then the the power kicked back on and he was good again but just couldn't get back up there but that's a solid debut for supercross racing for him i'm happy for him that's gotta feel good yeah i think he's gonna be someone to watch for like he's one of those drivers i don't know if he he, if he can make the playoffs but i don't think it should surprise anybody if he does make the playoffs or if he wins a race this year even um I don't think it should surprise anybody. And honestly, the Clash, he's so... I mean, he's such a short track racer, right? Like, he did the Modifieds. Obviously, very different cars, but he's a short track guy. I bet that's just what he does. No surprise he was good last night. So, um... Right. Yeah. Um, and that's all we had in our notes for drivers, but, um... Everyone else was just kind of back there beating the beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> Honestly, just fighting, I mean, punching. listen, Truex was up there all night and he honestly kept it clean. And I think it's very fitting that he won that race. Um, Hamlin had, you know, yeah. just unlucky. He got spun by Ross Chastain because of course he did. Um, which that is so funny. Jesus Christ, Ross. What are you <laughs> like? What are Didn't you doing? He... Denny couldn't get back through the field like Kyle Busch could, which I found very interesting. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, like, you can say that it's hard to pass, but Kyle Busch just did. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, y'all. <laughs> Maybe he got lucky. I don't know. But um, Eric Amarola was fast in the beginning stages of the race, but couldn't really keep it together. We, we, oh, yeah, keep going. Did, did you see what happened to Eric Amarola? Is that he didn't realize they were choosing? Yes, I did and, see that. So he, he, so he chose on accident the outside? Yes. So then it just, like, killed his race because he just dropped, like, a rock. I think it's because when they were choosing, it was going to be two laps to go before the restart. So maybe that, like, confused yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, part of me does feel like NASCAR probably communicated that fine. Like, but... Videos have been on social media. I knew that role was a thing. Yeah. And I get it. It's a short track. They need more time to do it, so... Yeah. Um, it was probably just, yeah. you know, something new, something that they don't normally do that kind of caught the 10 off guard, which sucks to suck. Like, sorry, it, the rule was yeah. there. They explained it. Um, I'm yep. not in the driver's meetings. But besides that, um, let's talk about, we talked about the race. Let's talk about the heats and kind of what the yeah. heats mean. Because yesterday when I was watching the heats, I saw the most wonderful thing, Alex. Do you know what I saw? What'd you see, Zach? I saw 25 laps of racing with no commercials, number one. Quality racing. The drivers were actually pushing, right? They weren't just riding around. Incredible stuff. They were pushing. We saw Truex and Kyle Busch have the most clean crossover battle. That was the highlight. So good. That was so So good. That made me, like, get up and get out of my seat. Like, I... I was yelling. I was like, That was good. And again, it was so clean. That's how two veteran race car drivers race. Like, it was beautiful. That, the heats to me, and I was thinking a lot about this, still am, but NASCAR does not have what the other sports have, like football, for example, where they have a play and then it stops and then a play and then it stops. Or even just like if you even take it to like a video game like Splatoon, it's a five minute game and then there's a break, or at least time yep. where the game's not on. NASCAR is a continuous thing, um, with two planned cautions, but mostly unplanned breaks. Okay, we we go for forty five minutes to an hour at a time, and it just got me thinking. It's just like if NASCAR really wants to evolve and be like you know the NFL. I feel like heat races, that mean something. They can't just be heat races that don't mean anything. You can't just, like, put Mm -hmm. the cars on track for 25 laps and expect it to be intense. Like, you have to give the driver something to race for. 
that might just be the future of NASCAR, in addition to other things at the Clash yesterday, like halftime entertainment. Um, I'm mostly talking about the heats, but like the halftime actual break being having entertainment um, was cool. That was fun. Boy, y'all. We them boys. That we was get Alex. I called you. I was getting lit. I was getting you were into getting that. Lit. And then <laughs> college kids there were getting into it. Um, y'all can say what you want about the people on TV because those are, you were probably looking at the media people. Um, but like, if you thought Wiz Khalifa was, if you had any negative reaction to Wiz Khalifa performing the halftime show for an exhibition NASCAR race at the LA Coliseum. You are a loser. Yeah. You're. A lo- I'm sorry. Like, You're a loser. We we get country artists. What nine times out of ten in two 90% weeks percent of the time. Dirk's Bentley performing yeah. that. Cancel them. Get Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. What was she doing last night? She. I was ready for her to get on that mic. To be honest, turn up. Um. Who else? Dixie D'Amelio was there too. Um. I didn't. I honestly did not know she sung, but that's not about. I didn't. This either. isn't about radio. Is she a TikToker? But, like, what? yeah, she's from she's from TikTok. I'm pretty sure. Whatever, but, but it was still good though. It was cool. Like it, but your the point you made is like this is the possible future. Maybe not this the exact format. Every sure, race, even maybe not but, even every race, but like yeah. that twenty five minutes it's of a, commercial free racing with Truex mm. and Kyle Busch, you know, trading. Um, swapping for the lead, or even more, the thing that happened with Harvick and Elliott coming to the line. Sorry to cut you off. I cut you off, but like that is lightning in a bottle right there. It's twenty five minutes it of uninterrupted racing, and then commercial break. You know, because duh. Yeah. Like I, I totally agree with you that this is something they've a, NASCAR has a blueprint here that I think they could adjust to make work. For more races. Yeah. And a lot of people, specifically fans who've been watching for a long time, probably those who are older, probably don't like the sounds of that. But you we need less commercials in races. And you're right. Honestly. 2025 lap heat races. No commercials. That was awesome. Yeah. Because Mother's we'll Polish ain't later. Mother's Polish ain't, it was gonna, awesome. ain't gonna, you know, fork up the money for a NASCAR to have commercial free races. No one's gonna pay NASCAR and the TV networks billions of dollars for five, six hours of commercial free. Yeah. That's you're out of your and mind. It, it, it kind of goes back to race lengths too, because it's like, do yeah. we really need to have just like a four hour race, or should we have like heats for like an hour and a half or an hour, and then have like mm-hmm. a shorter maybe hour, hour and a half race? Because like, I don't hate that formula. Like everyone's attention span is getting so short. I almost feel like you have to at some point. You have to do this. Especially, I would like it more than stages. I love this more than stages because, yeah, stage one actually means something. Because if you don't do good in stage one, you're out of the race, bestie. Like, and And, because Alex, I was mad at you yesterday when you brought this up, but like you realized like why it didn't make sense. You were like, but they already tried heat races in Xfinity, bitch. Those weren't heat races. Those were those were glorified stages. Those were quite literally stages. Actually, those were stages because there were no consequences. There heats have to have consequences. XRX did not have heats because those did not have consequences. Okay, true. So I I agree with you now. I Mm -hmm. understand what you where you're coming from on heat races because we've argued about this a lot. But I totally get where you're coming from now. Yes, because heat races yesterday in a clash. If you top five advance to the main. And the rest had to go to an LCQ. And, like, if you're not fast enough, you don't make it. Like, yeah. I think that's cool. I like that more than the duels and at even, Daytona. Yeah, because the duels, well, guess what? The duels don't have consequences anymore, so they just ride around and it's boring. Bristol Dirt, almost no one goes home. Which, like, mm-hmm. I mean, some do go home. But, like, for most drivers, though, they don't go home. Dude, the charters don't lock you in to this race. That's insane. Like... <laughs> True, they there don't. Even, there even was probably too many people in yesterday's race. They could have probably cut the field down a little bit. They added, like, four cars, I believe. Five cars. Yeah, that was a mistake. I think it was four or five. Yeah, they sh- if they do this again next year, they should lower it. But, no, this was a fantastic event. And I understand that a lot of people were annoyed with it. But 
let's just say this if they got a better short track package just in general better short track package and nascar worked on you know penalizing reckless driving like what tyler reddick was doing was not really appropriate yeah in my opinion. i what joey logano was doing as well and if you they need to have a rule maybe specifically for this where if you're involved in like two or three incidents you're out of the race like come on stop fooling around like- yeah, and I thought but, about that, Alex, and I'm like, yeah. well, we don't want to, you know, possibly, what's the word? Like, we don't want to make drivers be afraid to be aggressive, but dude, we couldn't run a green flag lap for like Yeah, half but, like an something hour. needs to happen and change yes. with that. Yes. And and I don't want it to be a judgment call on NASCAR's part, because, you know, that's never going to work. So it's like, what classifies as something reckless? And I think how you do that is if you're involved in several instances, you're out. Yeah. Rather than like a judgment call. Because then you're not going to have Reddick dive bombing every corner and wrecking someone all the time because then it's like, oh, you caused three incidents. Okay, get out. You know, like they're not going to be as crazy. Yeah. And they have no respect for each other, some of the drivers. No, they don't. And NASCAR embraced that in Xfinity and Truck. And I feel like that's also the problem here. But I mean, they use yeah. aggressive drive. I mean, because honestly, to be fair, the appeal for a race at a stadium short track like that is the fact that drivers are going to be aggressive. They're going to bump out of the way. But mm-hmm. it has shown, especially in the last few years, that drivers will take that too far. They don't know how. I mean, it's like a it's like a virus. As soon as like one guy mm-hmm. makes one guy mad and bumps him, it's like it just spreads. It spreads throughout the field, yeah. and then they're like animals. But aggressive, being, aggressive driving is what makes short track racing like entertaining. So you you can still have that factor. Yeah. You just can't be having this intentionally dive bombing corners and someone spins every lap. Like that's not entertaining. That's yeah. not fun to watch. It's kind of like but it's like take out that thirty minute segment where this kept happening. I think this was a phenomenal period. Showing. Yeah. I loved it and. Honestly, I wouldn't mind if they had more tracks like this on the schedule. Make, make them points races. We're going to talk about that in a second. Well, it's just yeah. like <laughs> it's just it's entertaining, and we already have goofy ass races on the schedule. Indianapolis Road Course was stupid. Bristol Dirt. Like, what makes this worse than those? I really don't see anything that makes them worse. Yeah. Right? Am I, I wrong? Mean, I think. Part of the track yesterday almost felt like it was turn one at the Indy road course, but it's like every lap. Yeah. It's like every five seconds rather, because you can just kind of dive bomb it because it gets so backed up. Um, Yeah. But again, that's just kind of like a driver thing. It's just, you know, you have to, if you're concerned, if you're concerned, Oh, well we can't fit 40 cars on the track. Well, yeah, no, do the heat races. That's why we do heat. There's eliminations. Yeah, there's eliminations, I think that's fine, consequences. Like, I think it's fine. Like, I mean, oh, you finished eighth in your heat, and you and you didn't make it through the LCQ. Okay, sorry. Yeah, like hell, <laughs> in F one, some drivers race the whole race and don't get points. Like, you could still even give points All to right. the guys that don't make the heat. Like, yeah, I don't know why people are so worried about it. Like, it's such a break of tradition. Like, oh, but there's nowhere to pit. Um, Bristol Dirt don't got live pit stops either. But y'all eat that exactly. up. So, yep. Like, I'm just saying. Like, don't get me wrong. If they were to add more traps like this onto the schedule, they need to make it so like they can get off the track. Like, Michael McDowell's car was slow and couldn't get off the track. They have to like make a big 90 degree angle turn. Like, they would have to come up with things for stuff like that, of course. But still, like this was, I loved it. I, I really did love this event. Yeah. Um, should we? Th- what? How about we t- ask a question? NASCAR's pondering making the LA Clash a points race next year because of Fontana. They're turning that into a short track. There won't be a points race at Fontana next year. Yeah. They've announced that. Um, how would we feel if they made the LA Coliseum a points race? I kind I of mean, already said what I think. Because the whole, I mean, in a vacuum, I'm like, okay, we can just not have Fontana for a year, but it's about that market, which I kind of get, but the LA Clash and Fontana are already, like, in similar times of the year, but anyways, 
I guess like it's so it's like no, I don't get it actually. Never mind. But you know, having a points race in that you know Los Angeles ish market, I guess is is important because if you don't have that for a year, then you know. I guess it's just something they don't want to do. They don't want to lose out on that revenue. They don't want fans to not have it for a year and then be like, oh, well, we didn't really miss it that much anyways. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, To be honest, there are goofy races on the schedule already. I, I mean, know. there's That's my point. Like, <laughs> mostly Bristol Dirt and possibly Chicago Street Course, but it's hard to judge that before yeah. we even get there. Indy Road Course... Super speedways, super speedways, Talladega, Daytona are usually I mean, stupid. I like what, like what, twenty five percent of the schedule is already goofy. Point twenty five percent of the points races are already goofy. Probably goofier than last. Regular day. season races don't even matter, anyways. Like they really don't. Like don't, it's a it's a points race, playoffs. but points don't matter. So I don't know. I mean, right, right. Hamlin sarcastically saying that it should be in the playoffs, I think, was really funny because it's just like it was very funny. That was great. Um, because I agree that you cannot take this race too seriously. I think it's really not going to be good. Honestly, I feel like it, it could be a black eye on the event if we make it a points race. That's what I'm afraid of. I can see that because yeah. I think it's right now. It's fun, and the drivers they're there to have fun. And because, you know, they have to be there. But they're there to have fun, okay? Because yeah. and not having the stress of a points race helps them enjoy it more. And it's still kind of hell because they're getting beat, beat, you know, they're getting their brains beat out of their skull because Joey Logano is bumping somebody three cars back. And it's like, do we want that to be for championship points, for a playoff spot? They do know. it already at several other tracks. That's the thing, though. Yeah, you're right. I, so, yeah, I think I'm my conflicted. answer... I think my answer is, if they did this to replace Fontana for a year or two, okay. I don't care. Why not? If they were going to do it all the time, though, they would need to make changes, and they need to have like rule changes where it's like you can't do this you, you're out if you cause as many incidents or you're in this many incidents etc like if they only did for a year or two just to hold hold over the la market you know yeah. while fontana's being reconfigured i think that's fine i think what we have it's already night, goofy what we had last night's not too far away from a you know excusable you know points race to be honest, like it was just the caution cycle thing. That was just that's unacceptable yeah. to me. That's just something. Like, I, this like, is I, supposed yeah. to be the this is the premier stock car level, and they're racing like amateurs. It's pretty unacceptable, but it does happen. Like look at Bowman Gray. That's usually a demo derby. It sounds yeah. like, but you know, there's a lot of short tracks around the country, and I don't see a problem going back to the heat races and everything. NASCAR embracing that, having heats, eliminations, etc., just at the cup level, you know. Yeah. So I wouldn't be mad about it. I really wouldn't. Yeah, I agree. It's an interesting topic. Yeah, it is. Um, my thing though, mm -hmm. why, why do they really have to configure Auto Club? Like, because there's several reasons. Uh, NASCAR. Saw the fans wanted more short tracks, but they need to fix Not the anymore. short track package with this I, car. I don't want any more short tracks right now. Not right now. I'm good. And like Fontana's so unique. Like, yeah. Again, like it's gonna be only Michigan. That's like a two mile track. Okay, I'm mad. Fontana's gone. People say we so, can't reconfigure Texas because of the um because of the infrastructure. We well no, we can't reconfigure Texas because of the infrastructure. But yet, we're going to take this entire track and turn it into a short track. Yeah. That makes no sense. But it's also the fact that Fontana's near Los Angeles and that land costs is like a ton of money. So if they sell off a ton of that land, like the backstretch and everything, they're going to make a millions of dollars off Bro, of what it. video game are these guys playing? This is insane. I didn't think about that, to be honest. Well, think about it. They're in Los Angeles is prime real estate, yeah. and 
they're going to make tons of money off of it. And, you know, like, more fans want short tracks, or at least they did. And it's like, oh, we can make a ton of money off of this. But Have a short track, probably make the championship in Los Angeles. I bet that's going to happen. Oh, like, yeah. I don't oh, know. Oh, dude, shut up. You're I... right. Oh, my God. Yeah, no one likes it at Phoenix. It ain't going to stay at Phoenix forever. That's... It's going to go to Fontana. It is. I bet the... Like, Do you think on. they have the balls to make the first race there the championship race? Oh. Like, we know they shouldn't. I don't know. But do you think they have the balls Ooh. to? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the answer do. is yes. They would. Yeah. They would. Yeah. Like, because they don't, God, they they don't test crap. No, they For don't. Bristol, they don't. They don't test it. They tested Chicago Street Course, technically, on iRacing. But they Bristol. That had no testing. So. I don't know if they really have the balls to do that, but man, I could, I could see it. If they don't, I bet Fontana will stay in its usual spot for like one year, or then they'll give it a second date the next year or something in the championship we'll spot. Oh, I bet. So yeah, then it can yeah. have like at least two races before. Yeah, yep. it's gonna. But you're right though; it's gonna happen. Um, we'll have to see though. I'm. I yeah, honestly yeah. am a little divided on if Fontana should become a short track, but it's not my money to it's, spend. It's a controversial topic, and I was—I had a discussion with someone on Twitter last night who was basically saying, like, yeah, let's take the, the Clash away from the LA Coliseum and go to an actual short track the same size. And it's just like, you don't... People don't understand that the whole point of this event is bringing in new yeah. people. It's not about the track from the at concert, all. From the concert to downtown Los Angeles, like the venue, the historic venue, like this is bringing new people in. Like you mentioned earlier, the college kids dance into Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. It's a clash bringing all of these cultures. celebrities in. It's a clash of yeah. cultures. Yeah. NASCAR and, needs to hire me. Oh my God. Like that, wasn't that but good? It, that was really good. Um, <laughs> You could like write that should be our title, but um, but yeah, like this was that meant our title. to bring yeah, in new good. people, and yeah, so but it's just like, well, why don't we do this at like Bowman Gray or whatever? Why don't we do like, this at no. Bowman Gray Stadium where the real redneck race car drivers do this? Well, like real men. So, what I tried explaining to this person, and I don't know <laughs> if they ever understood what I was saying, God. is that they're doing that. And they might move this LA race to like another venue, like Denver. That'd be pretty cool. Use Denver's one of their stadiums. Go to different locations where they normally can't right now. And they are also throwing a bone to the old classic fans with North Wilkesboro's the All Star Race. It's not like you're just left for dead, you know. They're probably gonna have Hillbilly Joe singing at the North Wilkesboro race. Serious, like think about it here. Like they're appealing to everyone that they can, and they can't make everyone happy. But I don't know. I think the LA Clash, at least the concept of it, has a place in the schedule. Whether it's in LA or not, I think yeah. the concept is brilliant, honestly. Yeah. And the main problem is just the policing the drivers and how they race each other. Yeah. I almost wonder though, does it actually make a difference though? if the race in Southern California or wherever they are is a points race or not. Mm -hmm. Cause like, they're still going to have the clash. No, either way. Like, could, I feel like it doesn't they could matter. still have the clash. They could just, they don't, it doesn't even need to be a points race. I think that's just their idea. They'll I probably come up with something. It else. honestly doesn't. And like, but like we go to Fontana, like at the end of the month. So it's like, yeah. why do we even need a points race there anyways? When LA is so, I don't know. I don't really get that part of it, but I guess, I don't know. I I feel like we're ready to move on, but I just that I don't get that part. Yeah, really good discussion. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out. Here we go again. Uh, Fox Sports. Oh my God, Fox Sport weekly ding 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 uh, ding weekly Fox Sports segment. It's back, ladies back and gentlemen the, and people. Welcome back to the weekly Fox Sports segment. Jesus Lord, um, I don't I don't want to take too much time okay. on this. Hold on. Let me uh, get you talk about the flops, but I have some pros. I have some some okay. slays to talk about. Okay. So really quick, Fox. They're still bad, very bad. 
problem was not Clint Boyer necessarily. I thought Clint Boyer was okay. He had a little silly few moments. He called Justin Haley the new kid on the block, even though he has 72 cup starts, but I'll let that slide. Whatever. They were zoomed all the way in once again. They were missing shots. Like, and you hear Mike Joy calling something while they're showing something completely irrelevant. God, yeah. They did that so much yesterday. And then, you know what they do, Zach? Fox would go to a full screen replay of the thing they just missed. And then they'd miss something else because we're on a tiny track where things are happening every five seconds. Their full screen thing they just missed. Mike Joy's calling. Oh my gosh, there's a spinner. So then they cut from the full screen. They go, car's already spun. And then they don't have a replay of that. That really annoyed me. Yeah. Was there, I don't know. Was there a motorsports broadcaster? Sports. Was there somebody, I don't know if it was NASCAR, was there somebody in a booth that, like, yelled at the camera person to get, like, an angle? Where did I remember that? That was, that was Kevin Harvick. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Harvick was in the Xfinity booth, and you could overhear him in the background. Yes! <laughs> That's what it was. Where was it? Ooh, Texas? Atlanta? Yeah. Was it Texas or Atlanta, I think. God. Xfinity. Yes, I just remembered that. That I just that it just was the driver's only broadcast from last year. Yes, sure. it was. You're right. Oh my god. That was funny. Um yeah. so yeah, that was stupid. But we've yeah. talked about that before. But, I will give a slay yeah. though. To during the mm-hmm. heats, after a few of the heats, they had a few of the drivers come in, like um, Logano came in at one point. Harvick, more on him later, came in at one point. Kyle Busch came in at mm-hmm. one point. There was like five of them in there at once. Um, ad- like in addition yeah. to the three that are normally in there, I think Jimmy wasn't Jimmy in there or was he just pre race? Yeah, Jimmy was in there. Jimmy was in there for the start. Yeah, the I mean that was cool because all of them were like really natural and really good on TV. Um, that was fun. It was just fun too. Gwen Stefani coming yeah. in. Now again, if you're mad at Gwen Stefani coming into the booth, you're a loser. Um, she was funny. She was cool. She, someone tweeted, <laughs> someone tweeted that I she know you're felt, talking about. She felt she sounded more natural in the booth than some than like Clint, like Clinton. He was. Yeah, she was. Because like I really love Tony in the booth. He wasn't my problem. This is my vote for Mike Joy, <laughs> Tony Stewart, Gwen Stefani at the Daytona 500. Up. The <laughs> Boyer can go somewhere else. They can send him like on a boat in the middle of the like yeah. Louis to Daytona. And or she something. wasn't annoying. She wasn't annoying no. either. Like she, she was funny. Openly admitted that she didn't know like much about racing, but like, like, do you remember last year when Fox brought Jay Leno into God. the booth during a race? Yes. That was bad. That was bad. Like, because again, that was a point race. During a race. <laughs> that, was a, that was see, we can't do this if LA Clash becomes a points race. <laughs> point, fair point. But like Gwen Stefani being up there, that was just funny. Like, yeah. I don't know. In the it was lighthearted. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, Fox's pre race, better than last year. They're only one weekend, but uh it was better. They had a segment. It was like a newlywed segment with all the new teammates, like Kyle Bush and Reddick, and Kyle Bush and um, Austin Dillon, yeah. Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace, etc. It was cute. Okay, but so it's going. It it's going to go downhill from here, Alex. Probably, probably. Yeah. We're gonna have a watermelon seed segment again, or Larry Mack's gonna have a toupee, like I talked about last week. God. Like it's all gonna happen. Yeah, no, he will have a toupee. Um, that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that to happen. Did you that's tweet? Did happen. you tweet it at all? No. Okay, because if you did, the Fox Riders would be eating it up, and they'd be like, "Wait, this is a good idea." Um, but maybe I should tweet it. No, <laughs> I. <laughs> well, we have it on record here, so we do. Um, but yeah, I did. We give a sleigh to um Wiz Khalifa. Did we give that? Let's do it. Slay of the Week, Wiz yeah. Khalifa. Well, it was in the dock. Or, I don't know oh. if that was specifically to Wiz Khalifa, but it was to Heats or something. Just, yeah, just Slay of the Week to Heat races. I like the halftime performance thing. Wouldn't yeah. be mad if they do that at more, not, not all. Because more. got money for that. 
But yeah. If they did that at the 600 instead of the stupid stop for a moment of silence thing, I'd be down. I don't care how disrespectful that seems. I I think we could all use, um, we could all use, like, Gwen Stefani in the middle of a 600-mile race. Yes. That'd wake me up, you know? Honestly. Have Miley Cyrus perform Party in the USA. Middle of the Coke 600. Shut up. Shut up. Come on. That's really Let's good. Yeah. God. That would make Instead so of the moment of silence. That would Come make on. So many people mad. If... <laughs> We're celebrating the US. We're partying. God. All right. Um <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. So we have a lot of tea coming up. Um, we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna get into it. Um yeah, so see y'all after the break. Welcome back to the gay racing podcast. Um Zach and Alex back with you. It is time for the tea, the segment where we go over all of the, um, what's it called? All of the kind of tidbits of <laughs> motorsports news, gossip, rumors, you know. Um, and NASCAR last week, the day after we recorded our episode, they dropped a boatload of rule changes um, for the 2023 season. Um, we'll go ahead and talk about it now. The most kind of interesting one. Somewhat controversial is banning the move that Ross Chastain did, seeming like officially almost known as the Chastain move. The what he did at Martinsville to ride the wall, um, it's banned due to safety concerns. Which honestly, it makes sense because yeah, yeah we don't we don't need drivers to do that. And I don't remember what we were even saying about it. Um, we if I remember right, we were saying that that was really cool, but don't let that happen again. Yeah. Which is kind of what most people were saying. And, like, I hate having, like, a rule like that having to be made, but it's... So, NASCAR NASCAR didn't technically make any rule changes. They just made a note saying, if this happens again, we're going to look at this specific rule, saying that this was, like, an unsafe move. Yeah. Because I don't want it to be where it's, like... Kind of like Kyle Larson at Darlington that one year, where he kind of just like tried to use the wall. Um, yeah. But at the same time, he did do that on purpose, and that's not necessarily safe. So it's, I don't know. It, it's, I think it's for the better, and it it kind of looks Me trashy. Too. It like it it does kind of look trashy. I think there's a difference between you know you're racing hard and you get sideways and you hit the wall but beside or instead of just gassing it like you're a five-year-old on a video game like it's it's a little trashy yeah. well, you are professionals um you shouldn't need to do that so i think it was a smart move but i'm glad that it won't happen again yeah um, and if, if it is attempted again it'll result in a time penalty yeah but it's okay because we'll, we'll get to see it in advertisements forever so oh yeah of course so that's fine um but yeah, that's all we really got to say about that, I guess. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. I I mean, because honestly, someone probably could have did it last night. Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah, not that you would, because it's just the clash. Like, it's not worth risking your health, <laughs> but... um, So... Oh, God. I'm, I just... I'm happy with this one. I'm so happy about this, this one, Zach. Slay of... Of the modern yeah. era... To NASCAR. Wow. They are getting rid of stages at road courses, but just the cautions. <laughs> you typed it. Slay of the modern era. No, but man, we have been, Alex, we have been said they need to get rid of stage cautions at road courses. Yep. Um, At least, right? Like, I wouldn't be, you know, obviously I hate stages, but getting rid of stage cautions needed to happen. The strategy was just stupid. Especially reverses. Having listen, getting the most points and winning to and winning the race, they need to be the same strategy. You know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. you shouldn't have to pick one or the other, okay? Um road course racing prevented that. Um so this is a, a very smart change. I wonder if Pocono is Pocono big enough to where they might have to do it there too. I I don't I guess not. Because they go really fast. I wouldn't be mad if they did it at Pocono. Yeah, but I think, I think Pocono's, Pocono. 
Pocono speeds are high enough to where you're you're gonna get lapped. So, anyways, yeah. Um, I'm so excited for this, Zach, and this is gonna make one Chicago street course a lot more compelling to me. Yes, like it might still be messy, but like it's gonna be better, you know. And this also makes me sad that they got rid of Road America because one issue with Road America was stages and anytime they had a caution. Yeah, because that track was just way too big, and the stages just slowed the race down way too much. Yeah. Why doesn't Road America replace Fontana that, a few years? And then make, put Indy back on the oval. That I saw someone say Laguna Seca, and I was like, girl, what are you cooking? Because I want it. it was, <laughs> I want it. You know that, that downhill section at Laguna Seca? That is made for cars, racing. They, it's, the stock cars are literally glued to the ground. They would like hit the it, bottom of that hill and then roll over. That would not work. Not at Laguna Seca. Maybe Listen, it would, but NASCAR can make anything work. Can they? You looked at me. Um, <laughs> no, but back to. Can they? But listen, for real, this uh-huh. is going to be cool to have a actual race. Yeah, I'm sure. curious on what the strategy is going to look like, though, because obviously now you're going to want to wait to pit after the the the, uh, the points are awarded. But I wonder. It's like, are you just going to pit right after? To like get the undercut, or are people going to try to still stretch yeah. it out to do less pit stops? I don't know how those, I don't know how those fuel numbers are going to work. I'm very I'm curious excited. to see what happens. Yes, I'm so excited because at the worst, worst case scenario, everyone's going to be on the exact same strategy. But at least it's better than people that are trying to win the race. They are giving up yeah. stage points because that's just that was stupid. So it's still better yeah. than whatever. It's way but, better. Yeah. And, you know, I wonder with these races, maybe they won't mean anything, but there's some guys in their cup career who have never really experienced cup racing without stages. And I wonder if they won't be at a disadvantage because it's going to be like green to checkered. There's no stage caution, you know? So I yeah. wonder if guys who are earlier in their career and they started after the stage implement if they're not going to struggle and if we won't see a guy like kevin harvick denny hamlin kyle bush i wonder excel with this real change because there's no like guaranteed time to like i mean most road courses will have a straightaway or so to like kind of you know talk to your crew about changes but yeah. you know there's other things a guaranteed caution gives you i feel like like a mental break almost too like I, I think it's something yeah. that they might talk about a little bit. Um, that's a really good point yeah. to bring up, Alex. So, yeah, yeah. Um, what I didn't even see this last one. You read it. So <laughs> this next one was requested by the drivers. NASCAR said so. The restart zone has been extended for the first six races of the season. Okay, uh, starting at Daytona. Um, the drivers wanted more wiggle room, I guess, because it would. There were a lot of mind games, like they would slow down and then they go. So the drivers requested to be a bit bigger, so those games are mitigated a bit. So the restart was only be extended and it'll be evaluated again after Atlanta. I don't. I don't. Atlanta. I don't understand how that doesn't. That's going to increase the number of mind games. That's more time for you to play mind games. That's kind of what I thought. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Huh? Unless I'm just not understanding, which could be the case if drivers requested it. That's what I thought, too, when I saw this, and maybe that's why the drivers requested it. They wanted more mind games. Um, I don't know. Interesting, though. I think we have seen a lot of mind games on the restart where they're like, they won't go right away, then they'll go. Um, Yeah. Maybe they're thinking that if it's, it's extended that it won't... There's, like, less... Like, it'd be more obvious when they do it, so then they can go. I don't know. I don't know. I mean... We'll see. Because think about F1. F1, the restart zone, is literally from the time the pace car pulls in to Mm. whenever. Like... (laughs) Right. Like, I don't know. Well, I don't... I think, honestly, I think restart zone stuff is kind of stupid. I'd rather that drama be at the choose cone 
than it be at the mm. restart zone. But it is what yeah. it is. This is a part of racing. I think... I just don't want restarts to become too much drama, but they kind of are. I think drivers have just gotten used to it. It's, it's part of the part of about, it. About 10 years ago, restarts were a huge dr- drama point, and that yeah. was just a big issue. Uh, I like what they have now, so I hope this doesn't cause stuff. So they're going to look at it again after Atlanta. Just decide if they're going to keep it this way or not. Yeah. And I'm sure Bob Pockris will be all over it, explaining it every five minutes on Twitter, so yeah. if you're confused, go to Bob Pockris' Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we'll those are the this. notable changes that we wanted to talk about there. Yeah, um, some other NASCAR-related stuff. Um, this was unveiled um, during, what, like yesterday, during the heats or something. Kevin Harvick is officially going to be joining the Fox booth next year in 2024, um, which, you know, I kind of we kind of saw this coming, but Great move that is finally confirmed because he belongs in the booth. He's yeah. just perfect for it. I, so do we know if it's going to be officially with Clint and Mike Joy? Yeah, it will be with Mike Joy and Clint Boyer. Okay, that's kind of sad that we might the rotating guest. Yeah, it's sad that we might. We, I mean, maybe they still will have rotating guests. Maybe. Um, maybe NBC has four people, and yeah. at one point last night, Fox had like six people up there, yeah, including Gwen so, Stefani. Yeah, so, so I mean, so like. Honestly, I can still see them doing that. Um, but we still have yeah. the rest of this season, the rest of the Fox season to enjoy the guests and the rotating analysts. So, um, yeah, I mean, and I mean, it's a good it change. Seems, it seems pretty clear that this has been planned for a while. Yeah, because you know, Harvick said years ago that he wants to do TV, and then he kind of said that last night that he and Fox have been talking about it for quite a while. Yeah. So the rotating guest is clearly just a holding spot until Harvick was ready to join him. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. I legitimately might think I'd rather have Tony Stewart than Clint Boyle. Boyer. I agree. I think I would take anyone over Clint Boyer. I think I'm. I don't know why. I'm like I was so I loved Clint Boyer at first, but I'm just he's kind of awkward. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Like, he just felt so He's, awkward yesterday. Like, he wasn't... I guess we're going back to Fox. It's fine. But Boyer <laughs> just... I don't know. He wasn't as bad or annoying yesterday. He just didn't really... He just seemed lost. He didn't really yes. know what he was talking about. He was so yeah. lost. And it's just like he wasn't adding anything. He wasn't even really being funny. You know, like he was trying to be last year. I don't know. I Ideally... If they want, if they don't want to put Larry Mack back in, put Jamie McMurray in. God, Jamie's funny. Oh. Jamie McMurray is funny because Jamie's sassy. Role. Jamie's sassy. Tony Stewart's also so kind true. of sassy. That's why they're mm-hmm. funny. What did yes. Tony Stewart yesterday? Because Jimmy was up in the booth saying like, "Oh, I don't want to see my stuff get wrecked," and Tony was like, "Get used to it." Or like the Jimmy said, spun. Jimmy Jimmy said, "Oh no, that's my car. <laughs> yes. That's one of my cars." Tony said, "Get used and to Tony... it, buddy." Yeah, <laughs> like, that's funny. That was funny. funny. Like that's sass. Like I love that. Like yeah. Clint's just like, <laughs> like it's just, yeah. I don't think like, it works. It... I I think I'm over it. Daryl Waltrip, I would disagree because I just well, I don't know. That's nostalgia talking. Actually, that's nostalgia talking. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see. I, Clint, I think Clint and Kevin might end up having really good chemistry because they're, you know, obviously yeah. former team. Willing to give it a shot. Willing to give it a shot. Yeah. I think Harvick, you know how Harvick is. I think he'll keep Boyer in line to some extent. Um, Harvick I don't know if we've had an Xfinity. I don't know if we've had an Xfinity race with Boyer and Harvick in the booth or not. I'm curious if we have. We probably but have. It, I'm very excited about this because we mentioned it earlier. Harvick was yelling at producers in that one race. He'll do it. He'll do he it. He will fight for us. He will. Those, yell producers at those producers are shaking when they saw that. They are shaking. They're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> He's gonna yell at me again. Put it on the frost. Just put it on. like, yeah, they're shaking. <laughs> yeah. So that might be Fox's only saving grace, Kevin Harvick. Honestly, honestly. So God. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. And then next thing here, uh, the SRX. Now we haven't really talked about this yet, really, but they announced a whole bunch of drivers. 
Uh, they announced Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, and Kyle Busch will all be making starts, and Brad Keselowski is going to be full-time SRX this summer. That's cool. That's really cool. That is cool for Brad. Um, Yeah, that's it. I don't. <laughs> Hamlin doing it's interesting. I think Hamlin doing it is kind yeah. of interesting, because you almost think of it being more these older guys, but Hamlin is kind of old, so... Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Um, Kizowski doing I'm it surprised. full time is interesting. I wonder. Yeah, he's like almost a championship threat. I feel like if he's gonna do this full time. Oh yeah. You know. Um, oh yeah. Not that the championship means ever- anything, but you know. No, I could totally see him winning that. Um, Kizowski doing it full time though—that's really cool in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Next up, this is, Zach is not happy about this next one. This I'm kind of heated by uh, well, both of these next topics about IndyCar. So, oh yeah, we're going to argue about the last one. Yeah, but first, kind of. Uh, Will Power is not going to run the number one car after winning the 2022 IndyCar Championship. He's going to run the number 12. He's keeping his number. Zach, uh, I told you this, and you were not very happy about it. Would you like to explain why? Because... There's just been um, tradition with Team Penske especially. I don't know how far back the the tradition actually goes, but it's like ever since I've been watching, um, they all they've always run the number one. All right, it's it's iconic, right? Because mm-hmm. Penske already owns the two and the three, like those low numbers. One is in that family. It looks, you know, normal. Like for Will Power, it's like taking the two off of his number, and then it's just the one. It's just, it's just cool, yeah. right? And then if he did it this year, Team Penske would have one, two, three, right? Like that would have been cool. I understand it's not a big deal, but when Team Penske has normally always done it, I feel like you should just because it's Will's choice. I feel like you should just do it. You might never get to again. He did it before when he won the championship, so I just yeah. think he should have. I think it's a little silly that he doesn't do it this year, but it's it's not that big of a deal. I just it no. would have looked cool. One, two, three. I'm surprised that he's not. To be honest, it doesn't make sense to me. It's I don't not. Know. Yeah, it's not like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. Like the number one's there. Take I bet it. You anything. If Joseph gets it again, he'll use the one again. Oh, yeah. Because I bet that number means a lot to him, knowing how he is. It's just like, I got, I'm number one means I'm like, I'm the best. Yeah. You know? So, another IndyCar topic. This might be a little debate, y'all, to wrap the episode up. IndyCar drops double points at the Indianapolis 500. They have had double points at that race since 2014. I'm I think Alex I'm more, think, neut- I'm more neutral on this than I think you re- like than you might think. Um okay. because okay. I understand it is just one race. It shouldn't have to be double points. I just it just frustrates me that they make the change at all because it's just like why did you guys do it in the first place then? You know? Mm. It's like yeah. <sighs> it's kind of like when NASCAR changes their championship format. It's just like you're li- you're gonna lose credibility, and this is just one change. Like they had it for nine years. It is what it is. But yeah, the Indy 500 is a big deal, and it- I've seen like this graphic that had the arguments for both sides. One that really resonated with me was that teams will spend most of their budgets on this one race, so the rewards for it, especially for the championship, should be greater. You know, I kind of agree with that line of thinking. Honestly, um, it is a big deal. They're there for two weeks, right? They're there for two weeks. Yeah. They're there for double the time. I mean, I I think double points was very justified. For any race in the world, in any championship ever, if any race was ever going to have double points, the Indianapolis 500 has to be one. It has to be one of them. More than they the Daytona, have one yes. More than the yeah. Daytona 500 should be double points. More than even mm-hmm. Monaco should be double points, for the fact that it's their longest race. It's the only one where they're there for so long and they're practicing. It's bigger than the sport itself. I think that's why I really 
want them to have it be double points because it is that big of a deal. I understand when right. they took it away from the championship race, but the Indy 500 is big. Um, yeah. But at the same time, as you'll probably kind of say, Alex, it is just one race. So, Alex, what do you think? What is your kind of side of it? So, I was very neutral on this as well. Um, but, like, <laughs> if they had to have double points, it's like, okay, sure, I don't really like it, but whatever. But it's a 17-race championship. Yeah. And, like you said, only one race having that much in a 17-race championship is way, way too much, in my opinion. So, like, look at Marcus Erickson that's last like year. One he ninth, was in the champion. That's one ninth of like all points of yeah. in the season. I did the math. That's almost <laughs> yeah. Like, and Marcus Erickson was a championship contender primarily because he won the Indianapolis Five Hundred, and you can say that's deserved. Yeah, sure. I th- I legitimately but, think you can argue that. To be honest, it's just when you look at. The overall championship it just puts such a gap like if you have a bad race at indy or you have an incident like look at scott mclaughlin yeah he has that incident at indy he would have finished i believe second or third in the championship like he would have been right there with power and new garden if that doesn't happen there but he got taken out and pushed further back because of what happened at Indianapolis. yeah like having a bad race and- at Oh, Speedway Oval, which is, you know, you could just get involved yeah. in a wreck and you just lose out on so many points. That's also kind of a thing, isn't it? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. And there's also guys who only run the Indianapolis 500 who are taking points from others. I, that's a, that's an argument I've heard. And it's just like, I don't know if I really agree with that part. Yeah. But like when Elio won, when Elio won, all those points that's a championship kind of could have got. They're gone. Skill you know. issue. <laughs> Skill, Skill issue. issue. <laughs> I um, can't wait to say that more. <laughs> That's going to be my favorite <laughs> phrase. That and like, what are they cooking is my favorite motorsport phrases of what's he 2023. Cooking? God. No, I, another, another example is that past couple years, I guess maybe I'm biased because, you know, Joseph Oh, yeah, because Team Penske be doing nothing. They, what are they cooking but, at Indy? What are they cooking? <laughs> but if you look at Joseph Newgarden as well, he'll finish like low top 10, maybe outside of the top 10 at Indy. And then he's like this huge point gap at the end of the season behind probably Scott Dixon. And then, you know, it's just like, it's such a bigger number he has to overcome and he overcomes a ton of points every year. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a lot more fair. I think it's just more fair. Indy is still Indy. It is still the biggest race on the planet. But it doesn't need to impact the championship in such a way that it currently, or at least it previously did. That's all. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm happy about it. But if they this, I just hope they don't decide to bring it back again at some point. It's just like choose one. Oh yeah, no. So. If they bring it back, I'm actually gonna be mad. But but like taking it away now though, it's like the nail in the coffin of like you can never have it be double points again now, which. Yeah, I think there is a legitimate argument for it to be double points. Like, again, if any race in the world is going to be double points, they spend, I already said it, they spend two weeks there. They spend most of their resources on this race. The Indianapolis 500 Mm -hmm. is the one race in the world that should be double points. More than Monaco. um, Maybe even more than Daytona, especially now. Um, Yeah. So and you know another thing, Zach, is that yeah. the championship. If you want to count the Indy 500 as two races, because it was worth two races of points, four of the 17 races on the schedule, two being in the Indy 500, four of 17 were at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I don't like that, right? Yeah, they're at the same. Yeah. But then it's yeah. also just like, like was, but that then kind of goes into like you know having two races at Iowa. That's kind of double points. You know? They're two separate races. But, you know, it's just like 250 plus 250 equals 500. (laughs) (laughs) So so we should have a stage break at lap 250 of the Indy 500? Is that what you're saying, Zach? No, shut up, Alex. So, okay. 
So yes, a halftime break, you reward half the points. <laughs> and Gwen Stefani performs. Gwen Stefani Again. performs. Oh my gosh. Let's I can't. Go. God. The day Indy 500 gets stages is the day I die. Same. Yeah. I can't go on after that. I can't. How would I? Jesus. Um, that was an interesting discussion. Um, let us know what you think. Um, maybe we'll post yeah. a tweet or something. Let us know what you think on Twitter. Um, at us. On that, we could talk about that topic, the 8500 topic, or anything about the Clash. We had some hot topic, hot takes on yeah. the Clash stuff. Yeah. Um, we're going to make our Daytona 500 prediction next week. Yeah. So no fantasy pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do and do the wrap up, Zach. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope I sounded better with my audio because I did some stuff to my microphone and I, I sound crispy now. So, you know. Zach is slain so hard. He is crispy. His voice is crispy now. Yep. Going off over sexy, there. Sexy, sexy dreamy Zach. Um, <laughs> so, so true. <laughs> um, Anyways, follow us on Twitter at Gay Racing Pod, Twitter and Instagram at Gay Racing Pod, um, to keep up with the latest, um, you know, uploads and, well, yeah, anything else to our fantasy picks. If you want to follow our fantasy, that's the best way to follow it. Um, yes, Joey Logano, our picks, our pick. No, not Joey Logano spinning Kyle Busch out. I picked Logano, you picked Bush, and then Bush still finishes like third. I don't get it. Follow me on Twitter at DreamyZachGP. Follow Alex at NewGaden. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Next week's going to be fun um, as we get ready for Daytona. I hope you guys enjoy.